Welcome to this episode of Reddit Guy. The subreddit we will listen to today is called r slash tales from the front desk. Our first post of this episode comes from Pudgy Nitwit and it's titled Mental Health Day. First post, but thought it to be important, to me at least. I've been working as an NA for just about six months now. I love my team, management, and property, but the guests lately have just been truly awful. Coming off a six-day week I just couldn't muster up the energy to go to work tonight. In my six months at this property, I haven't really had any memorable bad encounters with guests. Occasionally I get drunken dingleberries or snobby high-tier members, but the decent folk far outweigh the bad. Not this week. Every single night this week it's been people just bitching and moaning about every little thing, and a few of them not even trying to hide the fact that they just want compensation of some kind. I'm a stickler when it comes to giving out credit. I don't like to reinforce shitty behavior and I will make it very clear during said encounters. So today was my Friday and as I said, I just didn't have it in me. I called off for my first time at this job. I only did it because I knew we were scheduled to be overstaffed and it wouldn't cause any issue so I have no guilt in that regard. It feels good knowing I won't have to deal with any snobs or know-it-alls. I just don't like calling off in general, but I feel like I deserve this after working some of the busiest nights this summer by myself and covering for both my teammates and mid-shift multiple times over the last few months. So all of that said, how often do you folks take a personal day? If you haven't, I highly suggest it if your policies allow. We all need a break sometimes. The next post from Jaded Combination 20 is titled Above and Beyond. I'm not a front desk worker but one of my best friends is and she's active here, hi bestie. This happened a couple of years ago. My family was traveling through a country with a very high crime rate. There are certain rules that you follow as a tourist there like never driving after dark. Because our plans weren't set in stone, we were booking hotels a night or two in advance. One evening when we were about 20 minutes away from the town where we were supposed to be staying that night, I asked my husband to pull up the hotel details on his email so I could put the address into the GPS. He did, only to find a cancellation notice from the hotel. We were in a moderately sized town with plenty of accommodation, so we weren't too worried. Until we started knocking on doors. Turns out there were three large national high school sporting events plus the wedding of the century between the oldest son of the most prominent family in town and his bride, who was from another city. Everything was booked, and we were a good three hours away from the next town of any size where we could reasonably expect to find accommodation, and about 30 minutes away from nightfall. We seriously thought we'd have to sleep in the car, in a country with a notoriously high crime rate, with two little kids. In desperation my husband approached the front desk worker of the largest hotel in town. She immediately put out an SOS to everyone on the town's WhatsApp group for hoteliers and in the meantime, she said, why don't you all come in and have a seat in our lobby, and can I get you anything to eat or drink? Within 10 minutes we were saved, the owner of an Airbnb had had a last minute cancellation. As I approached her with tears running down my face, thanking her for going above and beyond for our little family of strangers, she responded by gifting me with a book on the history of the local area. She really didn't have to do what she did. It in no way, shape or form benefited her or the hotel where she worked. That she would go out of her way to help us, knowing we were just passing through, and then give us a gift on top of that, merely for me saying thank you, some people, you know. I will never forget her, or the time she saved us from having to sleep in our car in a country with one of the highest crime rates in the world. The next post from Journalismist is titled Someone used the reservation system as a complaint box. First name, why are you using hidden fees last name, 
No wonder your hotel is empty. Turns out they had a rewards membership attached too, with a credit card on file. However, somehow, they booked through a third party. My co-worker that dealt with this situation said that they recently denied a person a room because they couldn't pay for a deposit. After that, this random reservation popped up. After matching the rewards membership, my co-worker saw that their names matched. Lol now, we cancelled her reservation because we don't deal with crazy, but we could have let this person receive a no-show charge with the correct name attached on file. No problem. Now the real question would be whether their card declines when it was time to do the no-show charge. Use Yelp, Google, or call corporate for your feedback. I highly discourage using a hotel's reservation system for feedback. This could have turned bad for this individual. I think she was stupid to unknowingly put her money on the line in the name of criticism when she was probably trying to be anonymous. The next post from Arrogance Word is titled A Tragic Decline. Haven't posted in a while, but I'm back with an incredibly tragic story. A guest who went from having it all to dead in the hotel parking lot in a little less than two years. I'll call her Sue. When Sue started staying at the hotel, she was a pretty normal guest. Lifetime top-tier rewards member with about a kajillion rewards points. Had only stayed with us once or twice over the years because she lived nearby. Don't know her exact job, but some sort of higher up with either a local school district or local university. Drove a fancy car. Sue stayed with us for almost a month, paid entirely in bonus points. Unusual, but as a top-tier businesswoman, nobody really inquired. After about a month, she'd start staying three to five days a week, and then stay at the hotel across the street, same brand umbrella, but she'd hang out at our hotel a lot. As a top-tier member, we let her hang out and eat breakfast, even though she wasn't actually staying. Six months in and she is living out of her car in the parking lot next door, and hanging out at the hotel all day every day. Staff have reported it to management, but they are hesitant to kick out a top-tier member. It's about this time that someone talks to her and gets more of the story. Sue has a drinking problem, one that she has hidden pretty well. Until one day, she gets pulled over on her way home from the bar, and one thing leads to another and she punches the cop in the face. Job gone. Career over. Husband leaves. House gone. Everything crumbles in a matter of weeks. But hey, she has a kajillion points, she can live out of a hotel for weeks until she's back on her feet. Except, she just doesn't work on getting back on her feet. Months go by, the points dry up, she's starting to look pretty rough. Front desk has to tell her multiple times she can't just sit in the lobby sipping vodka from a bottle. That she can't bathe in the pool. A few shouting matches with the front desk later, and she mostly stops coming in. But she hangs out in the parking lot, sitting against her tree on the grassy median, drinking vodka straight from the bottle. Spending her nights in her fancy car, wedged in between the dumpsters and an abandoned moving van from the business next door at the end of the parking lot where nobody will look in her windows. I left that job during the first summer of COVID, but I stopped back in recently to chat with old co-workers and inquired about Sue. Apparently during the winter, the hotel got a call from Sue's dad asking if we'd seen her, as he hadn't heard from her in a while. Someone went out to check and found her dead in the car. She'd gotten drunk and frozen to death. The next post from Tejojo is titled This girl was on coke, but not the kind you find at McDonald's. Dot. It's another lively weekend at the front desk of my local casino hotel. The DJ is cranking out tunes for all to hear. Most of the arrivals have already checked in, and there's at least one druggie roaming the casino floor. Enter McDruggie, a lady who clearly looked like she was on drugs, wearing a McDonald's t-shirt promoting the sweetie meal, whatever that is. 
she walks up to the desk, carrying a small paper bag filled with nothing with a pack of plastic straws and a bunch of McDonald's receipts. That's all I could see in the bag, as I didn't touch it. McDruggy then introduces herself, McDruggy, I'm from McDonald's and I'm going around to local businesses dropping off gifts. Op, sure thing, let me contact my management. I then make a phone call to the back office, explaining the details, Op, I have someone at the front desk claiming to be from McDonald's Corporation, saying she's leaving gifts for local businesses. Sup, what's the gift? Op, it's a brown paper bag with a pack of plastic straws and some McDonald's receipts. Sup, I'll be right out. The supervisor then comes out and asks McDruggy about the gift. Sup, hi, how can I help you? McDruggy, I'm from McDonald's giving gifts to local businesses. Sup, what department is it for? McDruggy, it's for all of y'all. Sup, I'm sorry, but management isn't allowed to accept gifts. McDruggy, oh, alright. McDruggy then walks off, drops her gift off to someone at a nearby slot machine, and vanishes as quickly as she appeared. Who knows what else could have been in that bag? The next post from Burberry Custard Bath is titled, I understand you're short-staffed, but... No you don't understand. If you understood then you wouldn't be sitting there going off at the front desk about how your room isn't ready yet even though you called for an early arrival, which we definitely told you would not be possible and now demand, what are you gonna do for me? Is that the best you can do for our inconvenience? You wouldn't be demanding a late checkout the very next day even though late checkouts are a huge reason rooms don't get ready on time. Fucking people, we don't have any housekeepers. And then after I give you your heavy discounts and you've had the night to calm down, you come up to me at checkout to try to give me that, oh yeah I've heard it's tough for everyone. I understand, line of bullshit like you have any idea what it's like being sold out every weekend with no more than 30% labor in any department at a full service property, and getting screamed at day after day after day by entitled pricks and being a pregnant FOM with staff at the ends of the ropes while you're trying to help housekeeping but just can't do enough. Ugh. Rant. The next post from Feisty Baker Girl is titled Thanks to you my dog and I will be sleeping on the street. I had this guest call in today morning as she booked her room on the wrong date through a third party, she wanted to check in today and she booked the room for 14th, she called to ask if I could change the dates around for her. I had only one room available for the night and fortunately it was pet friendly so we could easily accommodate her dog so I offered to book the room for her and she agreed. I proceeded to take her details for the booking and confirmed the rate before asking for her CC details to guarantee the booking, she pauses and then yells at me that, your hotel already has my $200 because I paid Crappedia for my booking so why should I pay again? I then explained to her that she will need to call Crappedia to cancel the booking as we don't have the ability to do so from our system and she won't be charged because it's enough notice. She agreed and then tells me she has a visa debit not CC. Our hotel only accepts CC for pre-auth so I explain that to her and she starts yelling again stating that why did Crappedia accept that form of payment, I try my best to explain her that it's because they charge you for the room and we are just asking for CC information for pre-auth and she can pay using Visa Debit when she is checking out. She says she will talk to Crappedia and get it sorted out and hangs up. Later in the day, I receive a call from her again saying that she's having a hard time booking with Crappedia as they can't change the booking date for her. I offer her again to book it for her but she denies because she doesn't want to pay again, in spite of letting her know she will receive refund from Crappedia. She then yells at me saying that, you were no help and because of you my and dog and I will be sleeping on the street tonight, and that's it folks, just another day dealing with things we can't control. The next post from Boog Donuts is titled Yes, it is the hotel's responsibility. 
As it's still fresh, I wanted to drop this fun one for you all. I'm the NA at a fancy Paris-branded hotel that does accept pets for a fee. According to my second shift, calls started rolling in around 9pm about a dog barking on the second floor, no big deal though right? Call the owner and have them take care of the issue. Well, the phone number we were provided is out of service. Great. Time to call the room. No answer. Alright let's email them I guess. No answer. Now I arrive around 11pm, calls coming in non-stop from the second floor. People are very mad and this dog is still going. I end up moving three rooms to higher floors with complimentary upgrades to the rooms, and two other rooms I fully compensate their night. Around 11.45, my swing shifter who stays till midnight calls animal control because we have no way to contact the guest. As luck would have it though, come midnight, and coincidentally as a few of these other guests who are upset are down talking with us, someone comes up to me asking about these odd charges found on their card. The moment they say what room it was I realized I don't have to look this up, it's the dog room. I say the fees are for the dog that they didn't inform us about, probably to avoid the $75 fee, like just tell us and if it's too big an issue I'd waive it at check-in, and tell them how the dog has been barking for multiple hours as well as informing them how much revenue I've lost because of them. Well they go full defensive saying they have only been gone for an hour at most, and how it's not their fault I'm compensating all these people trying to sleep at midnight as their dog keeps them up. Before I can respond though my swing shifter, who's been dealing with this for half his shift, steps in and berates them over the neglect of the dog, and how close they were to having it removed by animal control. He really went off on him, and I applauded how well he did it without all the expletives I know he was dying to scream at them. As of now, they're still in-house. But if I get a call about the dog again, the gone gone. If I was able to legally making them pay for those rooms I had to comp, I would do it in a heartbeat. Don't abandon your dog in a hotel room for hours, if you wouldn't do it to a child, don't do it to an animal. Update, edit, update from coming in the next day, guest checked out, no further interaction. A GM did not charge them for the other rooms, but did thank all of the staff for taking care of the issue without complaints from the guests regarding us. A few more positive reviews from the guests who stayed and were comped or moved, they appreciated everything we did to help resolve the issue. The edit, I turned it into paragraphs to make reading it easier, I was still salty last night and didn't bother, I apologize. Today's last post from Arkham Escape Creator is titled That Time a Karen Threatened to Call the CEO. So, about a half hour into my shift, 11.30pm and I'm starving, so I'm tucking into some takeout, when I get a call from a guest who is complaining that she didn't get her room cleaned today. I apologize and explain that our housekeepers can't clean in-house rooms on weekends because we are very short-staffed and our housekeepers can't get to rooms on weekends, but we'll happily clean it Monday. She says that's not good enough, and is going to lodge a complaint. She then demands more towels. I say I can have them at the front desk for her. She gets really uppity about that. Well, we're not a full-service hotel and I have back and knee problems. So, she comes down to the desk, but I realize too late that nobody dried any towels. So I move the load to the dryer and go up front to explain the situation. She starts berating and telling me she's a top-tier member, and that she has Mr. Harry Yacht's phone number. Changing the name to obey rules, but Yal can guess who. Now, outside the fact this is not the CEO's name, a Harry Yacht hasn't been involved with the hotel chain in decades. I call her out on this, and she gets all defensive. She starts talking down to me and finally, I say, Mom, you're aggravating my anxiety. You've no right to talk to me like this, and if you have issues with our housekeepers, you can talk to the head housekeeper in the morning.
She then tries to pretend to call the number for Mr. Harry Yacht. So, I finally ask if she's been drinking. She says no. I ask her if I need to call the authorities to come perform a wellness check. She immediately puts her phone away and slinks away with a pool towel. I am not paid enough to put on a smile for these people. They want to be victims so bad, but they come off as petty brats. It's not my fault we're understaffed and don't have towels done. Don't complain to me about it. The night auditor isn't the complaint department.